All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the Docs Sportscast. Uh, today we're going to be uh, recapping uh, Friday, Saturday, and uh, last night, Sunday night's, uh, or Sunday day and Sunday night's games. Uh, really great weekend because we had a lot of uh, a lot of spread out games. You know, there was a middle section there on Sunday that we didn't really get to see any games, um, you know, from the NFL standpoint, but hey. What, what are you going to do? Sunday was, uh, or Saturday was jam-packed. So uh, definitely a really great weekend for us here on the podcast. A lot of things to watch. A lot of news out there. You know, a lot of stats for us to, to go back through and, and kind of research, follow. You know, how'd this guy do? How'd this guy do? And, uh, yeah, overall, really, really good weekend of games. And, uh, yeah, we can't wait to get into it here and talk about it. So, uh, with that being said, you know, I talk to you guys all the time, every week, I'm talking about how excited Aurora is, and, you know, it's so crazy, she just can't handle it, she wants to get to the NFL season as quickly as possible, I mean, she's peeing her pants every day, just waiting to get there, so uh, we can't get there soon enough here on the podcast, but we are very excited getting a taste of the preseason, or, or getting the preseason right now, um, you know, that will that will have to suffice for us at this point. So with that being said, we'll jump into uh, we'll jump into it here with the first game we'll talk about. We're not going to talk about the Thursday game. Uh, we already talked about that on Friday uh, with the Pats and the Eagles, but we're going to talk about the Cardinals Chiefs. Okay, so the Cardinals Chiefs game. Um, this is why the preseason is tricky, guys. If you look at this game, uh, you know the the stats would. Like, look, let me paint the picture this way. We have to be careful with the preseason. We have to be careful with how we present certain things uh, because of the fact that if if Patrick Mahomes was a rookie right now, okay, obviously he is not, but if he was, people would be looking and saying, oh, man, Patrick Mahomes is, you know, he's going to be a scrub. He's, he's not going to be that good. Why? Because he threw a pick. That's all it takes. That's all it takes, guys. For a rookie, people look into stuff. They read into stuff way too much. And, you know, hey, one bad outing is a huge cause for concern. And this isn't the case. This isn't the case. So if you look at the game, you know, Pat Mahomes, I mean, he went, you know, he completed 10 passes. I believe it was 18. My computer's a little frozen right now, so I'm trying to um, get that stat pulled up. But, yeah, 10 for 18, 78 yards, uh, only average depth for target of 4.3, and he threw an interception. So not that great. You know, QBR 43.3. Am I telling you to not draft Patrick Mahomes in fantasy? No. Am I telling you that the Chiefs are going for a down year? No. Now, you know, that doesn't mean I think they're going to go undefeated or anything, but, you know... there are rough days. People have rough days. People have bad days. You have to look for trends, and you have to look for things that show that people don't have it. Instead of trying to see, um, you have to look and see if people have it, have that special element to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, instead of looking if they don't have it. You can always find ways to see if they don't have it. Um, but you, if you see they do, that's going to be consistent and solid, and it's going to stay there, you know. So uh, we have to look for the right things here and pay attention to it. But, yeah, Mahomes definitely didn't have a, a great outing um, against the Cardinals for sure with that one interception, you know, no touchdowns, 
Uh, didn't really do much on the ground. I mean, he rushed a couple times for 10 yards. Uh, but other than that, you know, not really too much to take away from this game. You know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was in there just for a little bit. He had three rushes. Uh, there wasn't really much that we got going on um, during this game. You know, it, it just there wasn't all that much to, to talk about outside of Patrick Mahomes having kind of a rough day. And that will happen, guys. No matter how good these guys are, no matter how great a quarterback people are, they're going to have some down games. It's going to happen. Now, with Washington and the Bengals, guys, I'm super excited to talk about this. I've loved talking about this. I'm going to continue banging the drum, okay? Matthew Barry, ESPN, pick this up. Talk about this, please. It's your Washington football team. You need to be banging the drum for this guy like you did for Darius Geis a couple years ago. Jarrett Patterson continues to show out, okay? 16 rushes for 71 yards, okay? 71 yards. This guy's crushing it. Absolutely crushing. He had three catches for 25 yards. This guy, and I told you guys, I told everyone, go back, listen to the podcast about my draft recaps. Jarrett Patterson, soon as he went undrafted, he was up for free agency for someone to get, and I told everyone, this is a gem. This is a diamond in the rough. Someone needs to get him, okay? And uh, Washington did pick him up. They have the ability to keep him however long they would like to, and this is a guy that you want in your locker room. He's a guy you want in your huddle. He will outwork your other guys. He is determined. He does not go down. You watch this game. He carried guys to the sideline. Carried them to the sideline. A couple times it was a couple players he was carrying to the sideline. He does not go down. He does not take a hit and just go down. He, he You have to drag him down when he is going and running. Um, he's patient with his reads, watching the line, but he's got a great burst. And, you know, he's really good hands, really good hands catching the football. He caught all three of his targets that were thrown to him. So, you know, definitely have to pay attention to Jarrett Patterson moving forward. Um, that's a guy that you have to have to watch right now. Now, also, you know, from a receiving standpoint, you know, Gandy Golden um, actually showed up a little bit. Three catches, 38 yards. So pretty good outing from him. And Deami Brown, um, you know, did pretty well too. Two catches, 33 yards. Um, so th those are two young, you know, young receivers that I think need to step up. They need someone to be a legitimate number two. I don't think Curtis Samuel is that, but these guys could potentially flourish into that. So that is positive to look for. Ryan Fitzpatrick again, looking very solid, consistent out there. You know, he's not going to go out there and lose you games, but he will go. Out, he could go out there and win you a game every now and then. But he's not, he's not going to do it consistently. So he's just a solid guy. You want to see solid play, and he did that again. Heineke looked really, really good out there. The highest quarterback rating um, in this game. So, yeah, overall really, really good for the Washington football team. On the Bengals' side, not really much to look for there. Um, you know, a lot of their starters did not play in this game. If they did, they didn't get a lot of run. Uh, so there wasn't really all that much except for Jamar Chase. Guys, I don't know why we were so high on Jamar Chase. I didn't like this pick out in the draft. I did not like them going for him. I didn't like my tape I saw from him in the in college. This guy, everybody wants to say he's going to be a, you know the, the top wide receiver, and he was taken at, thinking as such. But guys, he dropped wide open passes right through his hands. Um, I, I'm not saying that he can't be good. I'm not saying he's not going to be good. What I am saying is that he has a big learning curve, and he has a lot that he needs to look to develop right now uh, to get his game to being a solid NFL wide receiver game because those drops that he had cannot happen in the league. Okay, Moving on to the Bears-Bills. Guys, the ghost of Mitch Trubisky showed up. 
He showed up. He wasted time looking good out there. That's great. Seriously, he wasted his time. Mitch Trubisky went out there and played an amazing football game, 20 for 28, um, uh, you know, catch completion or uh, catch to attempts uh, in passing. Really great completion percentage, 221 yards, average of 7.9 depth per target, one touchdown, no interceptions, one sack for two yards. I mean, what more are you going to say? He wasted his time playing good out there <laughs> because... Trust me, the Bills are not going to get rid of this guy. Uh, Josh Allen does get out there. He's a mobile quarterback. He will take some hits. You have to have a legitimate backup uh, in your backfield, uh, you know, on your bench. And, uh, yeah, he's not going to get moved. I don't see that happening. But he played really, really well for nothing because he's not going to be a starter. He's not He's not going to end up overtaking Josh Allen. So um, some other things to note from this game. Uh, would have to be on the Bears side. There's there's not all that much really to look for from the Buffalo side. You know, you know, various guys stepped up and things like that. But you know, no, no one really consistently showed a great game out there. Um, you look at the Bears, and this is what to talk about really the rest of this game is Fields. Everybody wanted to come out, talk about Justin Fields, and we said it last week. Guys, there were concerns. There were some concerns. He didn't look good out there against starters. How's he going to look out there against starters? Um, and he was out there against starters a little bit more in this game. And even when he went out there against the backups in this game, it wasn't great. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't great. He didn't end up performing all that well. You know, Justin Fields had 80 yards on 19 attempts. And he only completed nine, okay? We said Patrick Mahomes had a down day on 10 of 18. This is 9 of 19, uh, very similar to that. Outing, 80 yards, 4.2 average depth per target, so he wasn't getting the ball downfield. Sacked two times for five yards, quarterback rating of 59.1. Now, he did use his legs a little bit in this one, so that was something good we got to see. Uh, we got to see, you know, four carries for 46 yards, which is really good. Um, you know, 11.5 yards per carry, that's, that's really good. But... Again, guys, we have to relax. And I said this last week on the podcast, we have to relax. Yes, he looks really good up against those backups. Then he gets in there. He's playing against some starters, some non-starters then. So it's a, a mixed bag of who he's up against. And he looked good running, uh, but he didn't look good throwing the ball. So, you know, when you come out in a press conference, Justin Fields, and you sit there and say, oh, the NFL game looks slow to me, you're setting yourself up to get burned. And that's what happened. You got burned in this game. Um, you, you, it did not look slow. If it was slow, you'd be completing more passes. If it was slow, you would have ended up having a higher depth per target. So the fact that he comes out there, says the game is slow, that, that was, that was him hyping himself up. And that was really unnecessary because as we see here, it is a difficult transition. You will have ups and downs. And he had a really good week one, didn't do much in this week too. So, uh, we also heard Matt Nagy in the press conference talked about Andy Dalton being the starter, which I am super a fan of. I am super fanish on this. I really want um, Andy Dalton to get that start. I want him to have a chance to go out there and show what he can do uh, as a starter in a real game because it is the preseason. Veterans in the preseason don't go out there to play consistent football. They don't go out there just to win games. They go out there to you know, get chemistry with their receivers see what they can get away with, see what guys can get separation, you know, get timing down, things like that. So there will be errors and things that happen in that sense. But 
This is a guy that's been in the league. He knows what he's doing. And so we need to just we need to just chill out, have some faith, let Andy Dalton do his thing when he comes out there. And Justin Fields needs to sit and wait. And if Andy Dalton gives him a chance to get in, he needs to come out there and perform well. But this is a game that many would say he had the pressure of taking over that quarterback position if he came out and did really well, and the pressure got to him. So just relax. He may end up being the starter throughout the season. He may end up becoming a great quarterback. But guys, give it some time. We can't rush these guys. We can't rush them. All right, this is the whole big thing with college athletics. High school guys leaving high school early for college. We can't rush the process. As soon as we start doing that, we start making big mistakes. And yeah, there will be guys that flourish from that. But it's such a small percentage. Is it really, really worth it? That's what we have to question here. So calm down. Let's give some just Justin Fields a little bit of time. Let's see how he does in week three, and then we'll go from there. Now, Jets versus the Packers, okay? So this game had a lot to go with, uh, a, a lot of stuff to talk about, except for all of a sudden uh, on the one side of the ball with the Packers, uh, Jordan Love was not playing in this game. As soon as that happened, there was really nothing to look for on the Green Bay side. I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers... Um, or not Aaron Rodgers, Amari Rodgers, um, ran the ball a couple of times, which would make people think Aaron Rodgers was in the game if you look at the box score. But that's not Aaron out there. Um, it was Amari. So, um, you know, there, there's not all that much, like I said, to look for in that game on that side of the ball. I mean, you know, starters didn't play. Nothing really to look for. Now, on the Jets' side, here's the thing, and I will say this. We've talked about it, how guys go up against secondary defenses, secondary teams, stuff like that. The Packers did have some other starters out there on defense to start this game and stuff, so, you know, let's not take anything away from that. But again, when you see a starter go out there, when you see a starting-level quarterback go out there up against, you know, non-starters, what do you want to see him do? You want to see him dominate. You want to see him play well. You want to see him do his thing and be efficient and effective, right? That's what Zach Wilson has done both games that he's been in. And he goes, he went up against starters in week one. So Zach Wilson went out there 9 for 11, 128 yards, 11.6 depth per target. He had zero interceptions, two touchdowns that he threw, 154.7 QB rating. Guys, when are we going to start talking about this guy seriously? When are we going to start talking about him seriously? Because all I hear on ESPN, all I hear on the NFL Network, is talking about how, and I heard I heard it on the Yahoo podcast yesterday. Okay, on the Yahoo Fantasy Sports podcast yesterday, and someone I don't know who it was. I just remember what they said. Uh, spoke up and said, "Oh, well, you know, I don't know why we're sitting here so high on Zach Wilson. You know, th- this guy is, uh, you know, a good quarterback and all, but you know, Trey Lance and Justin Fields, like those guys." are already better at the good things Zach Wilson does. Where are you coming up with this? What What is Trey Lance, everything that Zach Wilson does well from a quarterback standpoint? He may not be the fastest rushing quarterback out there, but everything he does well from an accuracy standpoint, from an arm strength standpoint, from reading the defenses, his patience in the pocket, his poise in the pocket, those things he does well. What of those is Justin Fields and Trey Lance better at? And someone tell me why they think that. Someone tell me how that's reported because that makes zero sense to me because he's showing out right now in the preseason and I don't see that happening from Trey Lance and Justin Fields, at least as consistently as Zach Wilson has done so far. Now, maybe he comes out in week three and puts egg on his face. But so far through week one and two of the preseason, 
Zach Wilson is looking like he could contend to be the, the top rookie this year. Now, looking at Michael Carter, who had a, a bum week last week, man, he came out and played really, really well. He bounced back. He had 10 rushers for 52 yards, average carry of 5.2. Can't ask for much more than that. And, yeah, he looked really, really good out there. Um, you know, receiving-wise, I'm telling you guys, it looks like Corey Davis is a guy that does have some chemistry there. He's getting targeted quite a bit from Zach Wilson when he's out there. He went four catches, 70 yards, 17.5, and Zach Wilson wasn't out there all that long. Neither was Corey Davis. If Corey Davis can go out there and average 100 yards per game, isn't that going to be great for fantasy guys? I tell you, that's the guy I'm targeting right now. I'll tell you that. So, um, you know... It, Great, great things that we see here um, from New York. I think Zach Wilson was a great pick. I'm telling people they're so down on him. Um, you know, they just think he's hit his ceiling, his floor. I don't understand why. Just because he's not a Trey Lance, just because he's not a Justin Fields, he's he's not flashy. He's not, you know, he doesn't have the quickest 40 time. Like, I don't care, guys. I really don't. Like, everybody wants to sit and talk about guys that are compared to Andrew Luck and guys that are comparison to you know, all these great quarterbacks of the past. And it's like, Trey Lance and Justin Fields don't look like Andrew Luck at all. Zach Wilson looks like him. He's looking like him. So let's calm down with all this hype over all these people. And let's look at the facts. Look at the statistics. So far, and we have yet to see Trevor Lawrence play his second game. So far, the most consistent, solid rookie quarterback right now is Zach Wilson. So let's give the guy what he deserves right now for going out and playing well in his first two preseason games because the other guys have not done that. They've been up and down, okay? Except for one other guy, and, and that was Mac Jones. Mac Jones looked good in, in both games as well. But, um, you know, he Zach Wilson's looking a little better, what we'll say. Panthers-Ravens. Um, guys, moving on to Panthers-Ravens. Not all that much to talk about this. Um, the Ravens continue their winning streak in the preseason. Don't know why and how that's happening, but they continue their winning streak. Um, great for them. Uh, Panthers, I mean, there's not much to talk about in this game on, on either side, really, but the Panthers, there is another limelight for them with Terrence Williams. Again, dominating three catches, 50 yards. This guy is someone to definitely watch. Terrence um, Terrence. I want to say Williams. Why am I saying, why am I wanting to think Marshall? Why am I wanting to think Marshall? I don't understand. I'm getting mixed up with names here, and it's Marshall. Sorry, why did I say Williams? Terrence Marshall Jr. Sorry, bleh. Terrence Marshall Jr. Uh, he, he played a well, he played very well, again, second time in the preseason, three catches, 50 yards, this guy is going to be really, really good. I'm very excited if I am a Carolina Panthers fan. Uh, he, he just looks great out there. Uh, so that that's a guy that's definitely going to be up and coming, possibly being a solid wide receiver three position for them, um, which we know they will run from time to time. Uh, Sam Darnold did go out there and look pretty good. You know, I mean, he was only out there for a series. He had, you know, one one for two, so 50% completions. The one he completed was 16 yards. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, didn't really do all that much out there because he wasn't out there long. So um, nothing else to really talk about with that game. So we will move on to the Falcons and the Dolphins. Finns Falcons, guys. So Tua, what do I say about Tua, guys? I mean, he looked better in this one. He did. You know, we were down on him last week, and, and we are down on Tua as a whole so far. 
because uh, he, he didn't look all that great last week. He looked better this week. He really did. Uh, it wasn't like astounding performance. But, you know, 16 for 23, good completion percentage, 183 yards is, is nice. Uh, you know, one touchdown, no interceptions. I mean, what else do you want to ask for? You can't really ask for much. He had one rush for eight yards. Uh, so he was trying to sit in the pocket, do his reads, do his thing. I mean, that's what I want to see from him. So this is definitely a step in the right direction. It makes me a little more excited. However, Jacoby Brissett came in and played even better. You know, he completed eight for eight. He completed every pass he threw uh, for 99 yards and a touchdown, no interception. So it's just interesting. You know, the one game that, well, the first game that Tua comes out and, and chooses to, to play really well, uh, you know, Jacoby Brissett, you know, goes out there and plays, has a perfect throwing game too. So just very interesting there from, from that standpoint. Um, you know, on the Falcons side of this, there's not much to look for. I mean, their starters didn't play at all, really. So there's nothing really to pay attention to on that standpoint um, from notable starters. But then, you know, you look at, again, on the Miami side, and you look at the receiving core. Jalen Waddell, Jalen Waddell had, um, you know, three catches, 21 yards. So guy, guy did some work. He got some work in this game. Looked pretty good. So we'll see what happens with the Dolphins. I think it's going to be exciting to see what uh, Waddell and Tua can do out there. Steelers, Lions. All right, guys, Steelers, Lions. Big Ben actually played. I was very shocked by this. I did not think they would put him out there in the preseason, but he played, and he played well. 8 for 10, 137 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. That looked Zach Wilson-ish. Ha, ha, ha. I know you guys are laughing about that. So um, he looked really good. He looked really good out there. Um, you know, I mean, what, what else do you want to say? That's that's all you can expect for him. Um, didn't take a sack, so props to the line. Uh, you know, the Detroit Lions defense is not anything, like, nothing to write home about that you protected your quarterback against them. Um, but, you know, didn't get sacked, so that was a very good thing out there. Um, Mason Rudolph came in and played pretty well from the backup standpoint again. Haskins, I mean, Haskins wasn't out there all that long. It looks like Mason Rudolph's going to be the backup here, which is exactly the right move to make. Um, yeah. That, that's all we really need to take away from this. There wasn't really a lot of consistent work on the other end. Now, Juju Smith-Schuster was the favorite target um, of Ben Roethlisberger, and he had five catches for 39 yards, so average depth of target was 7.8. So, yeah, he's a guy, he's a guy that we need to look for, um, you know, Roethlisberger to keep going to. Didn't look like he was, you know, targeting the other guys that he does quite a bit. You know, uh, Deontay Johnson only had one catch on one target. And uh, I don't believe, yeah, I don't think Chase Claypool even played in this game. So we can sit there and think maybe he's going to target Juju Smith-Schuster a lot, but Claypool didn't play in this game either. So maybe both of those guys are big target big target guys for him. But he also could just be testing it out, and maybe Deontay Johnson's going to be his guy again going into the season. Who knows? So, yeah. And then from the Lions side of things, you know, I do want to say something about the Lions because Daniel Dopp on the fantasy focus um, on the – fantasy focused football podcast um with espn you know huge lions fan so i need to at least say something about this team let me look let me look let me look oh no not really anything to talk about i mean i will say amon ross st brown who i'm happy about and excited about two catches for 12 yards that's it so there you go daniel Dott. i talked about one player now tennessee titans and the tampa bay buccaneers uh, you know, there's not much to really talk about this uh, in this game. You know, Logan Woodside, who's a guy we're really excited about. We talked about him last week. He played really well, 7 for 8, uh, 68 yards. 
uh, one touchdown, no interceptions. Barkley played well, two touchdowns, no interceptions um, on the Tennessee side. And then for the Bucks, I mean, there's not really all that much to go with here um, to talk about, you know, from relevant standpoint. Now, Texans-Cowboys. Guys, again, nothing to really note here. Um, you know, this game didn't really see a lot of starters. Now, Mills did get, uh, you know, extended run out there. Davis Mills did get, get an extended run. He had 10 for 16, 115 yards. So he got some good yardage and stuff out there. Fairly accurate with his throws. Uh, so, you know, that he looked decent out there. He looked like a guy that can be a project that you work on. Um, rushing wise, we didn't, we still didn't really get a feel for who was going to be the lead back. Lindsey led him last week. Ingram led him this week. I mean, who's it going to be? No one really knows. Um, Brandon Cooks had three targets, but there's like four or five guys that led the team in targets at this point. So we still don't know who's going to come out of that receiving core as the favorite. And then Colts Vikings, Colts Vikings guys, man, Jacob Eason looked good again they started ellinger and man he looked awful two interceptions on only 13 passes that is not good quarterback rating of 36.2 but jacob eason came in and brought the team back 16 for 27 132 yards 4.9 average depth per target want to see that get up a little bit but pretty good uh pretty good day from him out there uh, rushed the ball one time for three yards. And from a running back standpoint, not much to take away from this. We didn't see a lot of extended run from anyone out there. Uh, no pun intended. And then, you know, receiving-wise, I mean, none of the starters were out there all that long, so we didn't really get to see all that much from their starters and things either. So not much to take away from that. For the Viking side, you know, Kirk Cousins was out there for a bit. You know, we thought that he wasn't going to play. We thought none of the stars were going to play, but Kirk Cousins was out there for a bit. Um, he looked fine, looked how you wanted him to see. So it's not like he came out there and, you know, threw three interceptions or anything like that. So, yeah, um, not really much to take away from that game. Their starters weren't in there all that long uh, from the Vikings side of things anyway. Now, Raiders-Rams. Okay, Raiders-Rams. Uh, Funk looked great, guys. Jake Funk, come on. Let's get this guy some more reps. Seven carries, 56 yards, average run of eight. Guys, Jake Funk, let's get behind Jake Funk. Let's get him some more carries this preseason. I want to see in game three, the preseason, I want to see him get 15 carries, and let's see what he does with them, okay? Xavier Jones looked pretty good, but Jake Funk looked better. So let's see what he can do out there. 2-2 Atwell, eight catches on 13 targets guys that is huge but it's with backups so who knows what Stafford does especially when the starters are out there um, but those are two guys definitely to pay attention to Jake Funk Tutu Atwell Xavier Jones might be a, a person out there as well but man Jake Funk is really playing well and from the Raiders side of things ah, eh, not really much seriously that's it there's not really much to talk about from the Raiders side so we'll move on to the Broncos and the Seahawks, guys, man, <laughs> Drew Locke had a chance to come out here and lock up the starting job, but he unlocked it from himself. And Teddy Bridgewater came out, played well, one touchdown, no interceptions, 9 of 11, 105 yards. And Drew Locke came out, 9 of 14, 80 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, and sacked twice for 15 yards. Guys, Teddy Bridgewater looked better in this game and just because of that it is now a controversy again it is a quarterback controversy again in this game so we can't get super hyped about either of these guys yet gotta see what goes into week three i think at this point bridgewater would be my favorite because he was more consistent throughout both games 
But Drew Locke is right there. I mean, if you're the coach, it's probably back and forth still in your head. Javante Williams, seven rushes for 20 yards. We know we've been high on him throughout this offseason, so that's a guy continue to watch, see what he does. Royce Fema uh, got a lot of run in this, you know, nine nine carries for 27 yards. That's a young guy that still could end up playing really well later on in his career, could become a factor somewhere. But, yeah, other than that, there's not all that much to take away from this. Jerry Judy uh, caught, you know, 35-yard ball, you know, two for 40, two catches for 40 yards for him. So, I mean, you know, definitely a lot of things up in the air for the Denver Broncos. A lot of things up in the air for the Denver Broncos. That's really all we can say about this. From the Seahawks side of things, no starters really got any time, so we're not really going to touch on that too much. Not really all that much to pay attention to there. Now, moving on to the Giants-Browns as we start to get to wrap up this podcast the Giants Browns man uh not much to take away from the Giants side of things um you know I think Booker could be that guy that comes out and and plays to start the season um you know with getting split carries maybe with Saquon as they ease him back in uh on the Brown side of things you know there's not all that much either there not really much to look at um you know it's just a game where starters didn't really play and it, it was kind of a boring game to kind of watch I couldn't really pay too much attention to it now Something that you can pay attention to was the 49ers-Chargers. This game was very exciting. Uh, The Chargers, again, did not play a lot of their starters out there, but the Niners did. Jimmy Garoppolo's out there, 3-for-6 on 15 yards. Uh, So didn't really get the ball out there all that much. He did throw one interception in his six throws. Guys, that does not look good. But guess what else does not look good? Trey Lance throwing picks as well. Trey Lance comes out there. Throws an interception. He throws two touchdowns, but guys, Trey Lance wasn't up against starters the entire game. Jimmy Garoppolo was in there up against starters. So it's like, well, what are you going to do? You know, honestly, in week three, they need to put Trey Lance out there and hope that their opponent plays starters and see how Trey Lance does against starters. But so far, he's thrown an interception in each of his first two games. That does not look good. That does not bode well for this young man. So let's be careful. He did throw 102 yards. He threw two touchdowns, so it looks like to me he can make some really good plays and he can make some really bad plays. That's what it looks like. He doesn't look to be solid and consistent. He's going to go out there, and within 14 plays, he can throw two intercept, two touchdowns, but he can also go out there and throw an interception on you as well. So let's be careful, not get too hyped on it. We need some more time to see what he does out there because I am not convinced for sure because within the same game, he looks like a different guy. Every possession, he looks like a different guy. He's either really high or really low. So let's be careful a little bit with this. Looking at the quarterbacks, man, you know, all these quarterbacks played well this week. We will do a recap on Wednesday and talk about the quarterbacks. We're also going to talk about running backs, and we'll probably talk about rookie wide receivers in the preseason too. We will take all their stats, compile them uh, for the first two games, and that way you guys can get a snapshot. So pay attention to our Facebook. Uh, We'll be posting some of those things uh, either prior to or just after we post the Wednesday uh, episode. And... Yeah, you guys can kind of see how these rookies are doing uh, head-to-head against each other with all the stats lined up together uh, from those three positions out there. But yeah, tonight we have Jacksonville and the Saints. So let's get excited to watch Trevor Lawrence, see what he does, and see how the quarterback controversy in New Orleans continues to go. Super hyped. Monday Night Football. Let's get excited for it. All right, guys, thanks so much. Really appreciate it. We'll wrap things up. I know we went a little longer today. Uh, So we'll wrap things up for you guys. We'll talk to you again on Wednesday. Thank you.